Today we go behind the scenes on a government initiative to encourage farms to keep pollutants out of the water supply. We visit a local farm in Duxford to find out what is meant by the term catchment sensitive farming. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. And first up today, we hear about a government scheme that helps farmers, otherwise known as land managers, to reduce water pollution. The scheme is run by Natural England, a government agency which will be unfamiliar to many, except that it's based here in the government offices on Shaftesbury Road. Let's just say it connects with other similar-sounding names like Environment Agency, Rural Development Programme and DEFRA, which is the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs, that kind of thing. Okay, so lots of different agencies. Roger, what are they trying to accomplish? Well, there is a good question. I I guess they're all trying to fight different battles for the environment, and environment is such a hot issue right now. It pretty much has its own armies and agency battalions. The battle we're talking about today concerns water as it passes through farmland. The idea is to encourage farms to be sensitive to what they might be adding to the water. And to explain what that means, let's listen now to Andrew Down, who works for Natural England. So what are we trying to do here, Andrew? Well, catchment-sensitive farming is about protecting the resource. Whether that's our soil, our water, or the pesticides that we use, the fertilisers, or the manures, we're looking to protect that resource. How are we going to do that? Well, we engage with farmers. Okay. We go out, we give training, we give capital grants, we give advice, and we're really going hands-on out in the field. We're in a field now. This is my workplace. I don't work in an office. I come out to the farm. I speak to the farmer. I give advice. And my ultimate aim is to reduce diffuse water pollution entering our rivers. We offer training in the correct pesticide handling. We offer training in fertiliser management, managing the soil. That's one of the biggest things we do in the Cam and Granta. So what sorts of things can get into water if we don't farm responsibly? Sediments can carry pesticides and nutrients into the watercourses which can lead to eutrophication, which can lead on to algae blooms that we see with the nitrates and the phosphates. That can also go into drinking water, but sediments can also block up the natural gravels where the fish spawn. That can damage the environment so we're really about trying to keep that soil in the field right we have a field here yep it's set up to grow some crop in what ways do you think this field has been engineered if i can describe this field we're sat in a 30 acre field it's got a slope to a road at the bottom and a track on one side the farmer here has cultivated across the gradient and uh, that helps to reduce the water flow off the field and the water flow would be taking any pesticides if the farmer had cultivated 
up and down the slope that would cause little channels, channels yeah. and then the water would run and gain speed and gain force and that would then be taking out the soil particles with it but on this farm he's cultivated a cross and that's acting as little ripples and it's slowing down the water as the water slows down any sediments that it's taking with it will be redepositing Another thing that's very good in this field is the lack of compaction. What I mean by that is just below the surface, and the use of heavy machinery mm -hmm. would compact the soil, which would stop the soil allowing the water to percolate through. True. And so with that compaction, it would lead to more water leaving the field, whereas there's very little compaction in this field so that allows any water to percolate down through and then it goes into our aquifers the aquifers are the underground rivers yeah in this part of cambridge mm -hmm. we tank our water from these aquifers cambridge Pump water pumps it up and there are several boreholes within quite close proximity to duxford where we are today okay and cambridge water are using that and the reason that I work in this area is for basically nitrates. Nitrates have percolated down through the soil and they've gone into the aquifers. So it is a 50-year cycle in this part of Cambridge. And so what we're doing now is to reduce that amount of nitrates in quite a soluble form percolating into the aquifer. 50 years being the amount of time that it takes for a drop of rain we were poured on a minute ago. Yeah. That rain takes 50 years before it gets down to the aquifer. Is that yeah. right? In, in this, it can vary. Different aquifers have different percolation times, if, uh, if that's the right phrase. But here we're looking at 50 years. So the nitrates in the aquifer was actually from the 60s. Right. We're drinking the bad deeds of the 60s. Well, we're not actually drinking it because Cambridge water would actually be taking out the nitrogen before it comes. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm trying to do is to reduce any nitrates going into the drinking water and then that will then again help Cambridge water. Now, there was a, another feature of this field, which are the borders. What function do the borders of this field have? These are margins, margins. and they have a resource protection. I mean resource as in soil. They have a function there where any surface water running down the slope that comes to the margin will slow down and then deposit sediments in the margin. But they also have a great wildlife benefit as well. So wild butterflies, a lot of the, the wild plants have a, a good area to grow. And this is an excellent farm here where they think a lot of the margins and they protect them. They're not sprayed. A lot of the invertebrates are living, which is great for the birds because they have a food source very close to the nesting source. So when the adult birds are looking for food to feed their chicks, they have a short distance to fly rather than fly big distances, which is obviously going to take more energy for the birds to do, which would need more food. So that would have less food for the young but by having a feeding area close to the nesting site, the bird is going backwards and forwards and using up a, a lot less energy. So the borders are a part of the farmer's responsibility to the environment, yeah. I think. Yes. At Natural England and within the EU and the national government, we have entry-level schemes and higher 
level ship schemes and these are designed to increase environmental measures on farms so they're paid a compensation for losing some of their land yeah so we've got great wildlife areas on the question of the nutrients being lost from the field it's in the farmer's interest not to lose that stuff is it not yes of course well this part of cambridge is a very arable orientated area it's large-scale fields, large-scale machinery, and technology is used a lot. We use GPS. Like in a lot of these fields now, they're mapped into zones, so they have the potential worked out what each part of the field can grow. Mm -hmm. And that enables the farmer to tailor his inputs to each part of the field. So if a field has a capability of growing 10 tonnes a hectare of wheat, then resources, uh, the nitrates and the phosphates and the sprays, the farmer would be able to tailor those to meet the demands of that crop. If another part of the field has only an eight tonne a hectare potential, then that part of the field will have a smaller amount of nutrients given to it and sprays. That in itself is going to be better for the farmer because he's tailoring his inputs to his crop. So tell us about this profiling equipment to map out his field. It's generally a machine that's going to analyse the soil and build up a map of the soil. Then we have applications and programmes to analyse and to map a field. So once that field is mapped, that is going to be linked into a programme on the tractor and the machine and the fertiliser spinner and the, the sprayer. Mm-hmm. And those will be able to vary the application to the program. So it will already be pre-programmed what part of the field will have what type of spray and at what level. And it will just adjust itself as it drives along the field. So it adjusts the amount of stuff that it's putting on the field. Yeah, yeah. It will target it to where it's needed. So what goes on in Cambridgeshire as a whole? really predominantly arable we do have livestock we do have sheep pigs and cows in anglia there's a lot of pigs but not so much in cambridge we are predominantly combinable crops we also grow sugar beet on this farm we grow vegetables we've got onions another quite common crop here is potatoes so you can see there's a, a lot of combinable crops sugar beet and potatoes What's this fighter back then? When farmers fill up their sprayers in the farmyard, we can get some wastage. We can get some spills and drips. And we offer a grant for a specialist spray filling area where the farmer can fill up his sprayer in a protected area that any spills and drips will be collected and then it's made inert by going through a bio bed. Now, a bio bed is essentially a carbon filter. It's made up of soil, peat and straw. And by passing through this carbon filter, it's neutralising any pesticide monocles. Now, on this farm at Duxford, this is going to be the first phytoback bio bed in the country and what it basically does is we're treating the pesticides through the bed and rather than release any liquids back into the soil we're evaporating it what is the connection between this and organic farming 
Well, we deal with all types of farming. All farming are going to have their own issues. It's what we actually deal with is the use of the land. An organic farm might have a different set of issues to an inorganic farm. Obviously, you wouldn't be dealing with pesticides and fertilisers on an organic farm, but I could be doing with soil erosion, compaction and faecal matters from manures on an organic farm. So every farm is different. And what's the objective of your project? Really, catchment-sensitive farming is about protecting our resources, whether our resources are the water that we have in form of rainwater, our soils, but it can also include our fertilisers, our pesticides and our manures. We're about maximising our resources, but really we're looking at protecting the environment as well. That's good. Well, thank you very much, Andy. That's very interesting. Many thanks to Andrew Down talking about the scheme called Catchment Sensitive Farming. And if you're connected with farming, you're going to want to pursue this at the website for Natural England. That's www.naturalengland.org.uk slash CSF. That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website www.cambridge105.fm. You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Chris Crease. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. <laughs>